Welcome to the All or Nothing podcast, where we bring to you companies that are here to change the game. And I'm the host, Rodrigo Ballone. Our next guests are brothers, and they have created an online platform that teaches independent music artists how to generate income from their music without a record deal. I want to welcome the founders of the College of Hip Hop and the authors of the book, 10 Steps to Profit from Your Passion, AJ and SJ. How are you today? We are right. We are right. How you doing, Rodrigo? Doing good. I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. I'm glad to have you guys on because prior to your platform, if a new artist or independent music artist wanted to get information about publishing or masters, which are different ways they could generate income, the artist needed to hire a lawyer or spend years in the music business. But a few years ago, you guys decided to start a business and change that. So where did the idea come from? And what were some of the opportunities you saw early on? Well, this is SJ speaking. The, uh, the idea actually came from us being artists and going through the trial and error. Uh, we, uh, we have been in the entertainment industry since we were nine years old. And ever since we were actually in the industry, we, we always wanted to know the behind the scenes and how do you actually get paid because when you look at, like, when we first started rapping, we didn't know that you could actually rap and get paid. We wasn't understanding that, like, your talent will make you money. So through the years, we just picked up a whole lot of knowledge from reading different books and going through different things. And what we noticed was it wasn't one place that you could go to obtain all of the knowledge. So the idea came about, like, we said we should be a one-stop shop for all of this knowledge. That way, somebody would never have the excuse that they didn't know where to go to find this information. That's a great approach because up until recently, maybe the last decade, most artists didn't even own the rights to their music. And your platform does a really good job at showing independent artists to not only take ownership of their publishing, but to copyright and encode their music as well. Can you talk about how a local or a regional artist can use this to generate additional money? Well, this is AJ speaking. Uh, local, regional, or national artists can use this to generate income because it's different forms of income. Some people think it's just show money or some people think it's just record sales. But when you start to get your music played in movies, that's a whole other uh, stream of income. And video games, these are all different streams of income. And if you are the owner of this music, then you would reap the benefits, the greater benefit, because if somebody else owned the music, yeah, your benefit might be, okay, it was in a movie and a lot of people heard it, but major motion pictures, they pay to get that music in there and they paying somebody, so why wouldn't it be you? It can be you. Uh, what we're doing right now is we're trying to show them that you don't have to be signed to a major label or a major anything to reap the major benefits, and we teach that through ownership. Got it. And you're completely right. But when you say movies and video games, that's still kind of a small market because there's not nearly enough opportunities in movies for the millions of artists that are out there. So is there another angle for someone who may have a small fan base, but wants to make sure that they're maximizing income from it? I mean, as an artist, it's, it's, it's limitless avenues if you're the owner. See, a lot of things that happen is people act like the talent shouldn't be smart. And that's what we didn't like. Like, if you've ever been in a room or at a meeting and the talent walk through the door, once they know you're the talent, they give you a different conversation 
when the manager walks through the door. So people were acting like the talent wasn't supposed to know any of the business. That's why it, this is only urban music, though, and urban entertainment. And that's why it seems like such a surprise when there's a guy like Master P who negotiates a deal and he gets 85% because how did he know to do that? That's why it seems like a big surprise. Or it's a big surprise when Jay-Z owns all of the masters, Jay-Z, Dan Dash, and them, they own all of their masters since you've been hearing them. And that seems like a surprise, but the thing is they actually just took the time to learn the business. And what's going on in hip-hop and urban entertainment right now is they always have the next artist for you, but they never have the next CEO. Like, they, 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 they never show you them grooming the next CEO to be great. So we said we, we need to come up with a platform, which is the collegeofhiphop.org or the College of Hip Hop app, where I can groom the next CEO because I might not want to rap, but I might know the business enough that I can go get rappers, and now I'm an actual walking business. I have a tax ID number. I have a publishing company. My music is encoded and things of that nature. So we just wanted to make sure the artist was in a place that they knew that this information was available because through years of going to different music conferences and seminars, once the business portion of the seminar comes up, a lot of the artists get up and walk away, and we didn't understand that because this is what you need to know the most. Hip-hop, just like every other industry, has gone digital. But as big as the hip-hop community is, there aren't a lot of apps out there that are coming directly from the community and directly servicing the hip-hop community. Can you talk about the pros and cons of building a business in the hip-hop digital world? Yeah, well, there's definitely some pros. The pros of building anything digitally is you can do it remotely. So if I'm having a concert in uh, Inkster, Michigan, right, I can stream that concert live to my fan base across the globe. That's a pro. Huh. A con with building something like this uh, digitally is making sure that the data is correct. Like, if I believe, if I stand by and bandwidth and I say, hey, I need to make sure 60,000 people can stream this live, so I'm probably buying over than I need, and then the stream is uh, choppy or something like that, and you're thinking, man, there must have been 90,000 people if the stream was getting all choppy, mm-hmm. and then come to find out it was only 20,000 and, 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 and this other 40,000 couldn't even get in or enjoy the concert that was being streamed. So if we make sure the data is is being correct and processed correctly through the avenues that you use, then that's a pro and a con. Because if I'm paying for the band wants to make sure 60,000 people can view this concert remotely, I want that to work if 60,000 people try to log on. And how do I know if that was the case, basically? So that's the pro and the con. When it's digitally, uh, that data can get tricky and you kind of never really know. What I like about your platform and your courses is that it's very interactive, which is a great way to keep the customers engaged. How would your team utilize technology to help build long-lasting relationships with your network? Well, through the technology via email, blast, and um, sign-up list, we have a direct contact with our uh, with our uh, consumer, which is uh, which is great for us because you we are accessible. If you email us. We're going to email you back. It's going to be one of us. It's not like like we take pride in being able to discuss certain things with certain individuals ourselves because the College of Hip Hop dot org or the College of Hip Hop app 
whichever platform that you go to, which is basically the same platform, we are here to service the people. We offer a service to the people. So we want the people to be able to actually reach out and talk to us. We don't want it to be like, okay, I contacted the college of hip hop dot org and nobody ever got back to me. So we engage with these people on our own because when we're out and about and you see us, we are our brand. So if you see me somewhere and you notice the logo and you come up to me, I can give you the conversation that you're looking for and the help as, as opposed to somebody that I'm working with who might not know the content that you're looking for and you see them and you try to talk to them and they have no clue. So just our interaction with the people that we service is, is, is direct. It's really us. Like even with you, you reached out to us and there was no manager. There was no middle person. We set up the interview because we need to know that you know that you're actually dealing with real people who, who live and die by the brand that we have. Yeah, your response is pretty quick. But there are thousands of new apps that come out every day. What advice would you give our listeners when it comes to getting potential customers to look at your app and converting them into customers? Well, I would tell uh, anyone who is going to jump into the app world, the truth is you have to do the research. Like the big thing with us is before we launched the app, we spent months researching, making sure that it was not an app like ours. And the reason someone would have to do that is because when you're converting someone and you're trying to get that real estate on the phone, there's no reason that you want them to uh, download something they have something similar to. So if you're going to do an app, you have to research all the apps that could be like yours. And through our research, we actually find out that we are actually the only app that provides this service. There's a billion apps in the app stores across all the app platforms, and we are the only app that provides entertainment education. So the pro and con to that is the pro to that is we in our own lane. The con to that is is people not might not be as subjective because they're not used to actually learning on their phone. Even though somebody has their phone in their hand twenty two hours a day, you have to understand what they're doing with that. So that's why we made the app the way we did with audio seminars because you could plug it in your aux and you can drive and you can just listen. But if you want to see the visual, you would sign up for the site and there's there's webinars on the site. See the app is free, but the site is a nineteen ninety six for a year's worth of access to the site and it's different things on the app that's uh, on the site. So if someone was looking to do an app, you just have to research and make sure that you're not putting all your time, energy and effort into something that's exactly like it. Like for example, Uber and Lyft are the same app. It's just a preference. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. if you don't have a like but with the college of hip hop dot org with the college of hip hop app, it's not a it's not a it's not a, a, a rival app or it's not another platform like this. So we have a niche market and with that niche market though, the thing is it's a little harder when you have a niche market because you're going for a specific consumer. Mm -hmm. But when you have a broader app being like some the uh the people who download our app, they want this content. That's why it's important that it's on the phone. But uh, we don't have an app that just any consumer would download. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not interested in entertainment education, you don't need the app, and we understand that. But different apps cost, uh, target different people. We just have a niche market. Well, you guys are also authors. You wrote a book called 10 Steps to Profit from Your Passion. And what I like about the book is that it's pretty much a step-by-step -step guide to jumpstart your music career. Where did the passion come from to write this book? And who is this book for? 
the book is actually for uh, any any person with an entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, spirit. Test that's the problem for your passion. We our passion was music, so we uh, we we put this book together from an aspect that we were dropping an independent album. But if you uh if since you read the book, you know that you could actually add those ten steps to whatever you're passionate about. And the the the, the book is for anybody who just need that extra push. That's why we give you so many different scenarios that you can relate. And by relating to what's going on. You could, so if you wanted to start a tech company and you read the book, so you you have to believe in yourself. You have to invest in your dreams. You have to create a budget. We just gave you ten guidelines that no matter what you're doing, these things will help you. And we did that because we live in a world that everybody has something that they're great at, but somebody might not be telling them that they're great at it, or they might have ideas and not know how to go. A story we like to tell about the book is I have a, a great friend that's a lawyer, and she bought the book for support, and she read the book. And her being a lawyer, she never heard anything about street teams. She was unfamiliar with what street teams were, what a street team does. And then she implemented having a street team in her lawyer practice. Now she's taking her uh, lawyer practice to another level because she, she does law where drunk driving law. So she has a street team that goes out on the weekends and they pass out her flyers or whatever around the club where people are drinking. And some of these people are drinking and driving. Now you you go and you pick up a flyer and it has uh, her information on it about drunk driving, and that helped her. That increased her business just by her adding the street team. And that's a lawyer adding the street team. So that's how we know the book is for anybody because she bought the book and supported her friend. Actually, read the book and implemented something off the book, and it increased her profit. I agree. That's what I like about the book as well. You could really take the principles inside that book and apply it to different industries, different, you know, businesses out there. But AJ, SJ, that was a great interview. Is there anything you want to tell our audience before you go? Oh, we just want to thank you for having us on. And we just want to let people know, like, we live by a certain, our lifestyle is I want for my brother what I want for myself. And we explain that in the easiest way possible. I want to be successful, so I want you to be successful in, in whatever you're doing. And like that, if everybody adapts to living for that life, living that lifestyle of I want for my brother what I want for myself, it can't be no hate. It can't be no envy because I don't hate myself, so how can I want hate for you? So that's just how we live our lifestyle, and we would like people to adopt that. And we just also would like people that if you're interested in entertainment education, go to the app store, whatever app store you use, whatever app platform. Download our app, The College of Hip Hop, rate it, review it, and we also tell people if you download the app and you don't like something on the app, you can put that in the review. That won't hurt our feelings because this is a service for the people, so we need to know what the people like and what they don't like, and we just want to thank you for having us. Way to end it on a positive note. I want to thank AJ and SJ, the founders of The College of Hip Hop, for being on our show, and if you're making music and want to make sure that you're maximizing your income, download the college of hip-hop app now now if you want to hear more interviews like this and have them sent directly to you follow the all or nothing podcast on itunes spotify and title that's a wrap for this week's episode of all or nothing where we bring to you companies that are here to change the game and i'm the host rodrigo balone